Life Audio. Hey there, listener. This is John from Talk About That. Just wanted to give you a quick bit of context for this week's episode. As you may have noticed, we did not put out an episode last week. Uh, we had one ready that you're going to hear today, and then there were some interesting events that we will share at a later date that occurred that took us both out of pocket for the week. So I say all that because there were uh, serious and tragic events that happened in Nashville uh, the week of this recording that we do address at the end of the episode. And then there were other events that happened in Nashville after that, uh, specifically politically, uh, that we do not address. And so that will be coming out in next week's episode as we talk about those things. So I just wanted to give you context for where we were last week and what's going on this week. So we hope you enjoy this week's episode of Talk About That. Today on Talk About That, John shares what it's like as a pastor to prepare for an Easter crowd and talks about the biblical danger of sleeping in windows during the sermon. Meanwhile, I order extra crunchies at Long John Silver's and we discuss what possessions we'd need if we were leaving for a long, long journey. Today's episode is not sponsored by nostalgia and advertising. Hey, Weren't things better when you were much younger? Of course they were. Now, buy our product. But first, a word from our actual sponsors. Hello, folks. My name is Derek Greer, and I'm reaching out to fellow pastors and church leaders just like you to join me and other Christian leaders and organizations throughout the nation as we come together on June 8th and 9th for National Unity Weekend. Together, we will show the love of Jesus as we serve our communities on Saturday, June 8th, and then preach from a shared text on Sunday, June 9th. To register, go to unityweekend.com. That's unityweekend.com to join us as we unite the church and unite the nation. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org slash impact. Clyde Johnny, the train to Bantertown. Let's talk about that. Another episode of Thoughtful, Insightful you finish that up. Do people still climb aboard? Well, how like, else are you going to get on? But I mean, like, uh, the old, like, jump a train just to escape your life. Like Michael Scott. Yeah. He's, like we used to say hobos. You'd have the weird, like... Yeah, we don't say that anymore. The stick with the scarf and all your belongings are in the... Right. What is that called? I would just say a transient unhoused person. No, I'm saying, what's the thing on the stick called? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, Johnny. Um, A back, it's not a back, it's a, I don't know. There's no way to know. How would you search that? I don't know. You see, you're going to. I'm going to have to type in the word. You're going to have to use the word. Uh, Okay, hold on. I'm going to find this out because people always yell at our show. Because yeah. we're like, y'all know we can't unanswered hear you. unanswered questions. We can't hear you. People get upset at the you vamp. Well, I'll I'll look this up. You so can... hey guys, I uh... 
<laughs> um, as Johnny is searching, you know, I will say this. I listened to our last episode. and uh, I got it already. He's already got it. Already no, go ahead. Done. No, no, I'm done. Oh. I don't know where that was going. <laughs> you were totally just <laughs> hoping that the words would come. Sometimes I think I'm that kind of person. I, I realize what I'm thinking as I'm saying it. Yeah. You ever have that experience yeah. where you're like, okay, I didn't know I was thinking that, but right. here it comes. Like yeah. Brian Regan has a bit about the, like a flock of doves escaping from your mouth. <laughs> no, come back. <laughs> it is called a bindle. Really? Uh-huh. Uh, colloquially known as the blanket stick, particularly within the Northeastern hobo community. This is the internet. Wow. So it This is from Wik- that's Wikipedia. The it, bindle on Wikipedia. It can't steer us wrong. I don't know if hobo was like a Isn't an pejorative. Yeah, it's I, I don't know. I, I don't know. For some reason, along the way, I was told not to say that anymore. But I don't know. Well, I don't think it's not a common. We would never say it as like a I get that. Like we would be trying to help the person probably. Well, I'd give him whatever was in my and, and now whatever was in my bindle. And now you've had your reward. I think it'd be interesting to just carry one instead of like a backpack. Oh, that'd be great. Just let's bring bindles back. They seem hard to access. You got to stop. You have to untie. Well, I think the advantage is you got a walking stick if you need it. And what, you have, what do you do with the little bag on the end of the bindle? You take it, it, take it off, and you have to hold that now with it in the other hand. Maybe I can't. Like a, I was considering jumping a train and doing this and getting a bindle together. But what would be in your bindle, John? You know, that's a great. And we're going to have some new bonus episodes coming out. That'd be a great question. We could do a bonus top, episode. It's top like three a, things would be in your bindle. It's like your desert island. What yeah. would you take on a desert island? Basically, that's what you would be doing because you'd be all of your, all of what you think you would need for this next journey. Right. What's I'm, in your What's in your bindle, listener? I would think of iPhone. Okay. Uh, you wouldn't just put that in your pocket? <laughs> you'd put it I didn't realize up, I could still way up in fill the bindle. my pockets with whatever I want. So you want me to get outside of just survival and more about like what would I? Yeah, I mean, you'd need something to start a fire. I'm maybe wrong person to ask for all this, but yes, I would probably take matches, and I wouldn't just take a knife. I would take like my Leatherman that has like all the little tools. The multi tool, yeah. Um, Those were really popular in the nineties. Yeah, and it seems like everybody had one. And I worked at Home Depot. This was the time of what you would call the great Leatherman, whatever. Yeah, it was a huge wave of and Did the knockoff have a name for it or are you just the, it was just the like great leatherman whatever yeah the <laughs> the knockoffs and that's what i could afford you know the if you had an actual leatherman it was like 50 60 bucks yeah and i was never very handy at that, especially at that those? time the, the naga hydeman yeah it was a <laughs> it was a pleatherman <laughs> it was just like a it's a faux leatherman no, you know, it didn't open quite right. right. It had, it kind of hung up. It didn't, the grippy wasn't great. Yeah. It, it just didn't. The The pliers won't self-actuate oh. on a spring-loaded deal. Yeah, the worst. Yeah. So that's what I could afford. I got the $10 version in my stocking stuffer probably one year. Yeah. That's okay. No, it's fine. It's fine. You're not still talking about it all these years later. I'm not. So it's not affecting I'm you. I'm not upset. There's so a- you put a Leatherman in there or a, some kind of a... Yeah, something. Because you need something to... And maybe Bend a coat hook into something where you can grill a hot dog over your yeah. trash can fire. 
Yeah, I mean, in theory, a gun would be fantastic so that I could <laughs> oh, shoot God, I could shoot the animals and not have to try to kill them with a Leatherman. Like, if I'm going to have to... Your bindle is... If our bindle is like I'm actually living getting, off the your land... Your bindle's getting top-heavy. You want a phone in there? <laughs> You're like, my laptop. I was uh, like, can I plug in? Because it would be... Listen, again, why I'm the wrong person to ask. Yeah. I don't go anywhere without my laptop. Do you think that you could chase down animals if you were hungry and like go like you could go hunt for food and forage for i think i would end up foraging for i think i would steal that's a good you know what i mean that's what i was like i think i care enough about animals that i'd be like i'd rather steal this pack of hot dogs that i'm only (sighs) indirectly involved now right is there really any difference whatever animal that the hot dog meat's being made from it's not about me thinking i'm on some higher ground morally it's just i don't think that'd be a good way to get the get the higher ground I don't think I could chase down an animal. Well, I've seen you it's like run. That rocky, yeah, it's like that Rocky scene where he's chasing <laughs> he's the chickens chicken. to get in yeah. shape. Like, I, so and that's he, Rocky. He was in shape. Right. <clears throat> and he couldn't catch a chicken. Right. What makes you think I can? And and people it, obviously and, catch and chickens And let's day. say I get the chicken, then what? Right. Now you're staring at it. It's and you got to defeather you. it. You, you got named it. Whereas if I go into Kroger, right. the chicken's there. <laughs> chicken. It's ready to roll. You don't know what they called that chicken. And I'll have cash in my bindle, by the way. I meant to say you that. Can, you can... I'll have hundreds of dollars of of cash. I'll just, yeah, I'll just take my I'll savings. buy whatever I need. Yeah. Just take a credit card. Uh-huh. You're good to go. Yeah. Um, I like this idea of carrying a bindle, though. If what we, if I just walked in to I think, I'm actually surprised hipster culture, yeah. we didn't get to that point. Because everything was becoming minimalist. Everybody's going back to cassettes, back to vinyl. Yeah. Why not back to bindles? Could you imagine, like... J. Crew puts out like a leather bindle, uh huh, with like a, a really nice stained. It's a little, it's stick. a little nicer. Yeah, it's like hey, it's got a musky smell. The problem is, is kids could use it as weapons if they, you know. Oh, it's true. Yeah, because it's that's probably the other upside to a bindle. Yeah, because you could fight off somebody trying to take things from the top part of your bindle, right? With the bottom part You'd of your bindle, you want to disconnect those as you it's start like a swinging. staff, or just swing the whole thing. Like one of those... Yeah, uh, but then your possessions come flying out. What are those out? called in the old medieval where you swing the thing above your head? The, dude, the mace. A mace, yeah. Braveheart had that really nasty scene with the mace where he came oh, in, yeah. in the guy's bedroom on a horse. Mm-mm. And that was like, ooh, that's... But that, you know... You that could, was for freedom, John. You could use your... <laughs> that was for revenge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the bindle probably wouldn't be as heavy, but it might cause a nice... If you were to hit someone with the end of your bindle... I wonder if a little, little. I bet you we're the only podcast right now talking about bindles. Oh, we're eight this minutes much. into bindle. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. I wonder how many listeners. You know, we we've had some more listeners the last month. We thank you for jumping on board with us, yeah. listeners. So I did want to take this time though, uh, Johnny, to talk about a really special thing that we announced last week, but now is official. That's right, and that is that all of our patrons, yes, who support us on Patreon, will be invited to. Our annual Easter egg hunt. <laughs> they, wouldn't that be something? It wouldn't be great if we had an Easter egg hunt every. What would they? What would you hide in the eggs? <sighs> that would be podcast more content relevant. More content. They'd be like great. If you're a barely patron, plotted through this, so you only have two levels, yeah. Johnny. Yeah, that's the inside voice. Yes, which is our our lower level. Those are inside. Well, they're not lower. It's they're less, the true insiders. Yeah, they're just. Yeah. It's like they put a foot in the door and they go, "Hey, what's going? on? Hey. They peek in. What's yeah. going on in here?" And then you, you the, guys got Kool Aid. That's what they say. They're the neighbors. They're, right. the neighbor, they're the neighbor kids that can drink from the hose if they want. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Your guys are always invited. Thank you. Yeah. 
And don't, then, don't, I don't think it's good for you. No, it's not good. There's a whole generation of microplastics in our right. bloodstreams now, probably from that. But you and I turned out great. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. And then you have the Big Talker. Yes. And so uh, we actually send books and CDs and stuff to Big Talkers. They get, yeah, they get some gifts. So uh, if you can go over to our uh, website at... Talkaboutthatpodcast.com. Yeah, and if you sign up, it's just a little button up in the right top right corner that says support. And uh, if you want to support at any level, yeah. and if you are a patron, I sent out both a message through Patreon and emails this week. If you, uh-huh. for some reason, didn't get it and didn't get your uh, exclusive ad-free RSS feed, uh, please reach out uh, to us. You can reach out to me if you want at John, johndriver.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'd love to help you get to listen to this podcast ad-free. And speaking of Johnny. Yes. Now, those of you who are not ad-free, you're about to enjoy. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That's a heck of a segue. You're about to enjoy. We uh, appreciate our our sponsors. We love our sponsors. They help make the show possible. I like listening to the ads. I actually really do. Although, I still want you to go be a part of the patron uh, family. It's our patron family of supporters. But for those of you who are not going to do that, (laughs) take a few moments and listen to a word from a few of our sponsors. Hello, folks. My name is Derek Greer, and I'm reaching out to fellow pastors and church leaders just like you to join me and other Christian leaders and organizations throughout the nation as we come together on June 8th and 9th for National Unity Weekend. Together, we will show the love of Jesus as we serve our communities on Saturday, June 8th, and then preach from a shared text on Sunday, June 9th. To register, go to unityweekend.com. That's unityweekend.com to join us as we unite the church and unite the nation. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. So, uh, Johnny. Yes. Let's talk about Easter. Okay. You brought it up. It's the Super Bowl for pastors, right? And then what we always say. That's what we, I've been making that joke with the staff so much lately. You got a little pastel behind you today. Yeah. yeah. You're, and you I'm do little, too. I think, yeah, we look like a... This is the Easter episode. And you have kind of an eggy... <laughs> I don't want to be too... So I bought my niece a thing. Uh, it was one of those internet things that pops up, and you're like, oh, they clearly have, the algorithm has me. Right. Because they know I buy things like that for my niece. And it was this thing, maybe you saw it, it's called the Eggmatic or something, and it's like a plastic motorized lathe, basically, that you put an egg on, and it spins it, and you just put a marker on it, wow. and it makes stripes. You can just move up and down the egg and wow. make a cool like designed egg. An egg lathe. It is. It's like an egg lathe. That's interesting. And uh, I learned, you're supposed to hard boil those. You can... Oh. <laughs> we were cleaning egg off the... No. We hard boiled them. And then my whole house smelled like eggs. Yeah. Because my niece was like, make them now. And the curve was like, I can do them. And she did them. And then I was like, oh. it smelled like... There's no worse smell. It's pretty bad. It's bad. like Because it mimics other bad smells. I don't want to get into that. <clears throat> no. But yes, you're right. Have you ever been into... A place where there's sulfur in the water. Yes. Where you're taking a shower, you're getting clean, and you smell like Iceland. sewage. Iceland had strong sulfuric yeah. 
Because it was geothermal. Okay. Uh, and so you were getting that. Embedded. Did you go do the hot spring or anything? I did. How was that? Awesome. Isn't there a danger of like you hit a pocket and now you're boiled mm, alive? I don't know. I mean, there were a lot of tourists going there apparently, but I, I did yeah. some in the mountains. And some of them came back and right. some didn't. <laughs> Have you ever seen, what was that, uh, Dante's Peak? Yeah. yeah. Uh, One-Eyed Willie was never seen again. <laughs> yeah, I did that one. I did one up in the mountains that was like more secluded with the missionary. Yeah. You know, and then I did like the, there's this huge pool that was like, they, they would take the, it was, it was, the water was white. Okay. And you could reach down and it had all, it had this substance that they use for skincare. Okay. It's literally natural and they would like sell it. You could walk back inside and get it. And they don't and, sell it in the States? You can't. I don't know. I don't not. remember what it's called, but people were just rubbing it on their bodies while they just floated in the pool and stuff. And you could like, so yeah, it was. Do you think it works? Have you seen my skin? I, I one have. One time. Oh, that's I'm, why I'm asking. <laughs> <laughs> Your skin's this, never been the same. I had a single treatment 25 yeah. years ago. And, uh, wow. Yeah, but so yes, I've done hot springs. Okay, so back to Easter. So what is your prep like? Because I don't. I've not been on staff at the church in a while. Like yeah. it's it's a lot, right? There's a lot of like getting ready. You want to put your best face forward. I feel like I should be taking notes right now. Are we supposed to be doing that? Is, <laughs> is this like because it does feel like I know we get to, we we talk a lot about how our consumer culture is not great for churches, and it kind of probably ruined evangelicalism. It's mm-hmm. one of the things that we feel like kind of ruined evangelism is that churches feel like a country club that we all like are. Your churches feel like they have to audition for us. Right. And then we feel like we got to be on it. We got to put our masks on when we're at church, too, if we're a member. So then it just creates this whole facade thing that's not great. And it's not really conducive to kingdom living. But I will say, like, having said all that, it is cool to, like, have programs at a church and you want things for your kids. And you want, so you guys do want to kind of, if you have people in your community that are unchurched, you want them to see, like, this might be the one Sunday a year you get a shot at bringing them closer to God. We've had those talks. I mean, so we, we know you're going to have uh, a, an interesting population. They're all important to us. <laughs> One, we have a sort of funny name for, we call the Creasters. Creasters, yeah. Right, and they, they are the ones who really come on Easter and Christmas, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're glad they're here. And then you're going to have others like who, especially Easter, well, both, both Christmas and Easter, people who are just in town for family gatherings. So they're like... And what's crazy is, is we'll often have that. They were dragged here by a creaster. We find. A proxy creaster. Often a, a family unit from out of town visiting. Mm-hmm. They love it more than anyone in the world. They're like, oh my gosh, this is the best thing right. ever. And I want to like, move here. But I live in Nebraska, so yeah. I'm never going to see you again. And right. you're like, oh, well, this is. But that's happened. <laughs> we, have, we have some jokes about that happening a lot. So we have a lot of new people coming right now. Yeah. But you'd be surprised how many out of towners come and like, oh, well, I just, I lived here. Oh my gosh, you know. Um, we call those Nebristers. Nebristers. That's right. <laughs> <sighs> um, but then you are going to have people who maybe just, yeah give church a try on this big holiday and yeah. we're trying to be ready for them. Um, you know, I mean, we're not going to have, you know, we're not a huge church, so that's what's great. You know, you're not going to get lost here, but you know, we'll, we'll beef up our brew breakfast. <laughs> um, you know, that's and, right. Our and, brew, our coffee uh, shop. And, yeah. We do a full, full service breakfast every Sunday morning and a place sort of to gather and everyone to hang out and, yeah. um, you okay. know, and it's great. Teams will be ready and all those things, but I mean, I don't know. You know, we're doing for this, we always usually do like an Easter series with Palm Sunday and Easter. Yeah. Um, and Andrew and I are doing sort of a tag team, kind of like TED Talk style. 
Yeah. So we're going to do communion both weeks, but like the first week, I'm going to do the communion part, 10, 15 minutes, where I really kind of teach more on, teach is a strong word, sort of share about the significance of what the the Last Supper was mm-hmm. for the disciples. So sort of a Jewish understanding like what Passover was and why this was significant, you know? Yeah. And, you know, what it meant. And so, and then he'll do about 15 minutes on the actual triumphant in, triumphal entry, all that before I do that. So we'll do it in order. And okay. then the next week we'll reverse. We're going to do communion again, and he's going to teach on communion more from like a, uh, a, a post-Passover Christian perspective right. of coming to the table, what this means for what it us meant to the early church, right? Yeah. What Jesus told us about how this is a remembrance okay. of him. And then I'll do 15 minutes on like the Easter story, you know, uh, the resurrection, those kinds of things. So, you know, we try to do some creative things. And there's a timer in the back, John. You know, I like understand. the timer. We've done that with these TED Talk style things before. And I, I want to hear a horn. Yeah. It's great. I'll try. He's, I don't know if he likes the timer. Yeah. But I usually am for the timer because it's kind of whimsical for the crowd a little bit. We yeah. make a few little jokes and it's light, you know? Yeah. And I would, if I see the timer, I w- and I've, I'm actually shorter now, believe it or not. People mm. think that I'm the long winded guy. I don't. But I'll, I have evidence. No. I like don't. one day I stood up. And I was like, y'all, I act like I preach long. Mm-hmm. Here is a, and I, and I use the YouTube. But then basically maybe. what you're proving is that it just feels like it's long. <laughs> like you're. I have had that thought. Like oh, basically boy. what you're saying is, is wow, it feels like I've been you're sitting. You're proving to yourself. Time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do hear, again, this is my nature and I'm working on it, but I don't know if it's bad. I think I'm somewhat at peace in my skin a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um as they say, the expression. Yeah, a peace, peace. peace in my skin. <laughs> Isn't that an old hymn? I think I... <laughs> we don't do that one as much I anymore. Do, we do the first and the fourth stanzas. That's it. I don't do on, colloquialisms. There's a peace in my skin today. <laughs> Guys, turn in your hymnals to page 101. Oh, my goodness. Um, okay, go ahead. At any rate. But I'm yeah. trying to be comfortable in my own skin a little bit. Yes. That, hey, you know, I'm a... I'm more of a teacher yeah. on things, and that's okay. What I do here, I've had have heard is like you put a lot. Like we were here thirty five minutes, forty minutes, and uh-huh. there was a lot. Like it was a lot of stuff. Lots to chew on. I liked it. Yeah, I, you know that's why I always offer notes and stuff. But they don't usually tell me stuff if they don't like it. They just don't say anything, which mm-hmm. often is the case. Right. But I don't really care if they. Here's the weird part. I'm not trying to get them to like it anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a strange part of post-recovery. Well, you never post-recovery, but, like, the process is, like, actually, me trying to make sure you all like this would, is a part of the problem of right. American church. Like, I don't want you to hate this, and I don't want it to be, like, something distracting. I'm not setting out to just yeah. fill you with information. Like, that's my problem then, you know? But to be like, hey, I hope this – I hope that the message – of God's grace that leads you to a change that only he can enact in you as you pursue his ways. Like, was that message accomplished regardless of whether I hit the home run or not? Yeah. And if it was, and you're like, well, that wasn't a home run, who cares? Like the idea that American church, and that's where Easter, because it's so funny you were saying that about that tension. We don't want to be those people yet. Mm-hmm. A bad impression, it is what it is. You could say that. A bad impression in kid check. I always tell the staff like, hey, it's going to, the, what happens in the service is is very important, but if they have a bad yeah. kid check experience with their children, or that's number one. Number two, then they have a bad interaction with somebody in the foyer who's in our front lines team, then it probably doesn't matter how well 
or not well the worship team or the or the speaker does that day. Like you don't get but because there's they could just go to one of the other literal hundred churches that yeah. is within a ten mile radius, you know, and and have a better experience. And so that's the part you go. That grosses me out because early church, you're like, well, if you live in Ephesus, guess where you go to church? Yeah. The church at Ephesus. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, so that that's not first. I've heard they're good, by the way. Oh, man. I'm so glad that they're nowhere oh, near us. No, bro. You would be picking them. They're siphoning people like You'd you wouldn't like, believe. Have you heard Timothy? <laughs> oh, that guy. Man. He's young. He's but... actually pretty timid and has chronic stomach aches. Uh-huh. Yeah. Maybe ask him to drink a little wine first. Sorry, we're getting way in the weeds with scripture now. That's okay. Johnny, there's never weeds in scripture. I can't believe. <laughs> Actually, John, some of the seed that he... Right. They, some, it some was choked the out by the... the yeah. It's fine. We don't use the word tears enough like that. T-A-R-E-S. Huh. I'm bringing back tears. And what was the name of our stick for the... Bindle. Tears and bindle. That's what you put in the bindle, maybe. It though. sounds like we are writing a hymn here. Mm-hmm. When you talk about the peace in your skin, how many tears are in your bindle? You know what I'm saying? It's It rhymes with spindle and... Dwindle? Dwindle. Throw you out of... <laughs> Wendell. <laughs> or some guy named Wendell. It'll be fine. That is my favorite story of long-winded preaching, because it's on the topic now. Right. Uh, Eutychus. Eutychus. And Paul's preaching... Which is also plays into my theory that Paul wasn't some phenomenal. He did speaker. not have a timer. No, he didn't. They number one reason they didn't exist. Yeah. But number two, I don't think he cared. Yeah. But he preached so long. He's like, I'm going to preach until y'all get this. Yeah, and you're always like, well, I think he was leaving the next day forever. Maybe or was that a different story? Well, anyway, a dude fell asleep. The dude fell asleep in a window. Which, by the way. Some Somebody who's sitting next to him, give him a yeah. Someone wake him up, and he falls to his death. And then Paul comes and prays for him, and he comes back to life. Right? Mm-hmm. Which I mean, as a preacher, I would feel pretty responsible. So yeah. I'm glad God backed him up on that one. Yeah, like uh, I literally just killed a guy with my boredom. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that's or was he like, that's what you get? <laughs> Maybe stay awake. <laughs> It'll happen to the rest of you. Yeah, yeah, I don't think. But the favorite joke of that always is very cheesy. Well, that's how you remember his name, right? Eutychus, you know, because Eutychus too. If you fell out a window, come on now, won't that preach? Won't it though? It did, and it killed a guy. I don't think he did. (laughs) (laughs) I want to know. See, I would write now a book about what happened to Eutychus after the fact. Yeah. Because now he's got that story. Right. So Eutychus, because my first book I ever wrote is the only real fiction, real true fiction I've ever written. I've written some like based on true story type stuff. But it was a story of a guy and I used, you know, a name from the Bible. Right. And it was, you know, the deal is whatever we think, and I'm not trying to add or take away from Bible stuff. This is why it's important to understand biblical, like to, to understand what the genre of literature is that you're reading in scripture and all those things so i'm not trying to like add to the gospel story right what i'm trying to say is so just take the guy like eutychus he existed before that story Mm -hmm. and he existed after that story because he came back to life but we don't know we only know that little footnote there is a story Mm -hmm. we just don't know what it is so i think i always find it's fun to think about it well, or interesting to, to like, he interacted with Paul before then, probably, or somebody in the church. I think Eutychus went on to be very pro-nap. <laughs> you think so? He was like, guys, make sure you get yes. your rest. Don't show up here. Yeah, be refreshed. 
what if there's like a whole sect mm-hmm. of early Christianity focused on making sure your body had enough rest and its its leader was Eutychus, the bishop of yeah. wherever. Yeah, like the Sabbath was a big deal. He was like, Huge. hey, I said no work. None. Have you, you look really haggard. Get away from today. the window. Yeah. He yeah. didn't have any windows in his house, maybe. Oh. It's like the Beauty and the Beast thing where he covered all the mirrors. Or he put bars on the window and guys. Yeah. Some of y'all out there, uh. you've got, you're not letting the sun shine in because you're afraid something bad happened to you one time. Yeah. And now you're like, oh, I won't let that. But you're keeping things out. That's that right. That need in. Yeah. It, so that you don't fall out. Right. I don't know. It's all Trying stuff. to keep your safety prohibits mm-hmm. real living and thriving. You're, you've made a jail cell. Mm. What you need is to be like Paul and Silas. Or just get a nap. Well, right. All this all this could have been fixed with a good nap. Don't you because... think that's true most times in your life where you're like, if I had a sandwich or a nap, it would a lot of this be would okay. be better? All the time. Mm-hmm. There are many times, I don't know how you feel, but there are many times right now our lives feel a little chaotic and we've been traveling a lot and everything that... If I could, yeah, I would go get in the bed and sleep for an hour, and I feel like it's like the most alluring. I don't think an hour does it for me. Really? These people that can sleep for like, what's the power nap? 40-minute people or whatever? Well, I mean, 15 is a power. Some but, people do like the, I can just. But isn't like a REM cycle or something, 45, isn't like the minimum? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah, maybe. To get into like deep. Right. Where it's actually. When you uh, sleep less than 45, there's a chance you'll be a more. cleansing. More groggy. Yeah. I remember we read that story because our dear friend uh, and pastor, Andrew, he's one of those guys that will defend that he only sleeps four hours or whatever, and that that's all he needs. But then we read this article one day, and I brought it to, like, <laughs> staff meeting. And I was like, right, guys, this says that, like, it takes, like, that fifth through eighth hour. Pretty important. Is when all of the dots are connected. Yeah. And so, like, your memory, your latent memories for your whole life, are those dots are connected in hours five to seven and so Andy if, was like thank you bindle and he was like <laughs> he i don't remember my social security number <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it is interesting and i don't know if that's true for everybody you just fetch me a water like he was yeah just, uh, yeah he was, he, but i mean there are, i think there are people who need less sleep but uh i'm not one of those no. people but you get less sleep i do i can't sleep in anymore as an older person you surprise me how much you text me early in the morning now, because I have to be up yeah. for school. I wake up at 8. Even if I go to bed at midnight mm-hmm. or 1, I will, wait, I will wake up. Yeah, sometimes you'll send me stuff at like 2 a.m., Yeah, but you're still available the next morning. I'm like, ooh. Yeah. I would, I would not. It's not great. To, I'm no, going to fall out a window. I would not want to be doing One that. One of these days. Ugh. One of these days. You tempt fate. Did they have glass in their windows back then? Maybe it was just like a, a one of those, you know, arch archways and he's and just sitting on the edge window, of it i think yeah. maybe they needed the airflow that's probably because the easter egg hunt you know what i'm saying they had been boiling the eggs right could you imagine what the early church would think about our easter egg hunts at easter it probably wouldn't go well they'd be like to have uh, a conversation with paul about how like a pagan bunny fertility ritual has weaved its way right. into church you're doing what on the day yeah. of the resurrection <laughs> right yeah well, I don't know. I mean, I think Paul would probably probably be like, well, so the, the gist of it is yeah. little kids are dressing up, taking yeah. pictures and getting candy out mm-hmm. of the yard. Right. Okay. It's harmless. No enough. harm, no foul. You know, you're not worshiping. There something. was a Gaffigan bit about how like 
I wonder how it happened and how it weaved its way in. Like when Jesus was ascending to heaven, he's like, when I come back, I better not see any eggs, you know, (laughs) (laughs) hide the eggs. He's coming, you know, (laughs) but it is odd that it's, yeah, we kind of, whatever. I don't care. So to me, it's about kids. It's fun. It's candy. It's all about candy. All these holidays, like we worry about Halloween, we worry about Easter and the the secularization of them. But to kids, it's just, where's my bag of candy? And how is it packaged for this particular holiday season? Yeah. Dude, Food the Built America. Okay. Season three, I think, maybe now. There's three seasons? It might be season two. Good grave. So good. But there's a whole thing on Sour Patch Kids mm-hmm. and the guy who made it. And, and like before that, how this company became Wonka. And it was the first time, because the, the Willy Wonka movie mm-hmm. bombed. Yeah. But they made, they, this is the first time that someone had tried to use sort of cross- Right, they marketed a candy Marketing based the Gobstoppers that was in the movie. Yeah, and so then the movie five years later became like more of a cult classic uh-huh. and had this following. And suddenly, Gobstoppers takes off. But the way the big thing that came out is when they were making the Gobstoppers. Okay, the residue that fell into the bottom of like the thing. The guy picks it up one time. It's like this. It almost is like candy gravel. He wipes it on his skin. It's and a, he's like, it's oh an my. anti-aging. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he begins to figure out, I mean, it was a total accident that this could be a separate candy. So he invents a little box that has holes on each side. So that goop is what made Sour Patch Kids? Nerds. Nerds. This makes nerds. Alpha Gobstoppers. <sighs> it ended up being way bigger than Gobstoppers. It was like one of the biggest candies of all time. It's like they made the crunchies at Long John Silver's. Yeah. Because, you know, the crunchies is the weird oh, so residue good. batter. Some people come in and go, can I just get a, a, a order? Stick it you right know. here in my bindle. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> just load half of it into my aorta and put the rest in this bindle. <laughs> good grief. And they're like, sir, what is a bindle? If, watch Long John Silver's be a sponsor. Right. Oh. We're pulling all of our... Oh, this is an outrage. Um, if yes. you're at Long John Silver's, that's one of those restaurants where it's like... You have told the world you're giving up. Don't you think? Oh, yeah. A batter fried piece of fish. But it's my, I don't ever do it. Hardly ever. But like. You're like, well, this fish oil I've heard is good for my. When we went to Disney, though. So, you know, at uh, Epcot. You've done Epcot, right? No. What? I know. Where all the nations of the. Johnny. Children singing in harmony. Okay. Okay. Here's what I'm going to say. All right. Because this would be so great for the podcast as well. Yeah. You're going to have a show in Orlando. I am. Right? At some point soon, probably. Sure. Uh-huh. We're, I'm going to go with you. Okay. We're going to find a day. And we're going to go to Epcot. And I want to at least take you to Epcot. All right. And you're going to ride Guardians of the Galaxy, the brand new roller coaster. I'll only do it if there's rides. I'm not doing it if it's just like, oh, let's go ride rides. the tram and do the nations no. of the world. Tons of rides. But... Oh, this is what they wear? I don't care. Where's the rides? Johnny, the nations of the world's my favorite Look part. at that headdress. I don't care. Where's the roller coasters? We can do roller coasters. Okay. but And you can eat around the world, really. That's what's so great about it. But when you come around the other side, we always go to the left side. Right. When you come back through, you come back through the UK. And right there, they serve authentic fish and chips. That's where yes. all this started. Okay. Which is the batter fried fish and the french fries. Right. And I had eaten... Around the world, the whole way, mm-hmm. I cannot pass it because it's. I love fish and chips. Yeah, but anything batter fried, but you it, could eat a wallet. Well, but I love it's cod. Batter fried, I love cod. Okay, cod's really good. 
But it makes me so tired afterwards. Yeah. That just that all that batter fry that I don't do it very often because I really would stop and take a Utica snap. Like it would yeah. be just fall out a window and not know the difference kind of fall thing. out of Magic Mountain. Oh my goodness. But Sadie loves it too. So funny. She'd eaten too. And I was like, all right, I'm going to get some, I'm going to get some of this. Yeah. And she was like, I'm down. Let's do it. But that's what you do there. You're eating for fun. Some might say that's what I do every day. Right. But I'm trying not to. But there you do it. It's a part of it. But I can't believe, Johnny. I know. So, I've, on, I've, never, I've only been to di- one of the parks at Disney, and it's because we got free passes one day. A friend of mine was like, my aunt works at Disney. Do you want passes to Hollywood? So we went to Hollywood Studios. Was Star Wars there yet? No. Okay. This is the next ago. year. Oh, we okay. rode the Aerosmith ride and some other yeah, couple of things. Yeah, Rock and Roller Coaster. Yeah. And uh, it was fine. But I'm just, Wow. We're, we went to Universal. It was more. So you didn't do Pandora, which was at We Animal did the Kingdom. Tower of Terror? Yeah, you did a drop ride. We mm-hmm. don't do that. Same that was... Same. Yeah, that's That got me. Yeah. She's not a big fan of the drop rides. Was it in a Twilight Zone theme? Uh, the Tower of Terror? I want to say they were playing that. Do, 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 do. Uh, maybe I'm, I'm not wrong. done Tower... Honestly, I haven't done it, but... Um, You're afraid of it? No, I would do it, but Sadie doesn't want to do the drop. It's the only... The only thing she doesn't want to do is the Interesting. drop. Interesting. Yeah. So we do all the other ones, so... Well, I'm afraid of the VR. As we know, we talked about that before. When it makes me so nauseous. Seasick, yeah. Maybe not anymore. Maybe I'm more acclimated. We're looking at our devices all day, every yeah. day now. Maybe we're we're evolving. I don't yeah. know. The Star Wars Star Wars Land's pretty. I don't yeah, know it's not called Star Wars Land. <laughs> I'm sure. It's pretty. It's pretty awesome. So yeah. And then there's a. Oh, my wife's gonna kill me. Yeah, Toy Story's there. No, uh, we did that. We did the Toy Story yeah. ride. Oh, that that whole that's a great ride. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really smooth. We did that one. Uh, I don't know. There's multiple. Did you do the Toy Story like the Buzz Lightyear where you're shooting the things? It's like a video. You're inside of a video game and it moves and no. it keeps your score. That might not have been there. Yeah, it's really cool. So it, this keeps man. They, it's more ways to get our money. We're gonna go. We'll uh, go. We'll go. We'll go to Epcot. We you need, dude. You need to jump on a trip for sure. It's been a while. I'm going some cool places this year. Maybe you should tell the listeners where you're going. Uh, well, they can find out at johnnyw.com, J-O-N-N-I-E-W.com. They could get a ticket. They can follow me on socials. They oh. can buy tickets. Tons of really cool like theaters that I'm doing this year mm-hmm. and ticketed events. So, um, yeah, it's been a fun It's been a fun year to like see all the places that have invited me to come. And uh, we're just kind of putting new cities on the calendar every day. Mm. I'm going to Montana. Wow. No, Wyoming. Same wow, difference. you just offended both states. Like, what's the difference? I can't believe you did that. <laughs> Casper, Wyoming, which is the middle of nowhere. Like, right in the middle. Middle of state. Yeah. You can't get there. Right. It doesn't. you got to fly to some... Well, they have a little regional airport, but it's like a million more dollars to get there. So I'm going to have to like fly somewhere, then fly somewhere else, and then rent a car and drive four more hours to get to the... Which I just love. To get to I, just to new, get to the, the next airport. Yes. Right. I'm going to, I uh, just booked Artesia, New Mexico, which I've been a couple of times, uh, and that'll be in June, Father's Day. I'm there on Father's Day Sunday. Wow. We just booked it. and But it is a, uh, it's right next door to Roswell. Oh. Which is like Area 51. Yeah. So they've kind of had to begrudgingly make their whole culture of that town around aliens. Yeah. So you'll be pumping gas, and there's a gigantic fiberglass alien statue. Wow. And then the the clerk is like, yeah, that's real dumb. <laughs> like nobody. But they have to sell the T-shirt. Like that's how they – it's right. a desert town. So it's an interesting subculture that's broken out there. I wonder how there. the church does that. Yeah, they're like, we're all alien. This is on our Aren't home. Aren't we though? <laughs> Probably. Every sermon series. Not of this world. You get it? 
again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Well, I love, Johnny, I love looking into the future. Oh, do you? And seeing where we're going. You know what I'm saying? Yes. But you know what else I love? What's that, old friend? Looking into the past. Interesting, because we do a weekly segment where we look at This Week in History. It's a segment we call Talk About Then. We're going to work on your segues, I'll say that for sure. <laughs> Eric Clapton was born uh, this week, 1945. Oh, wow. Did you know, John, that his 1992 live album, Unplugged, won three Grammy Awards and became the best-selling live album of all time? What? Yeah. Wow. 26 million copies were sold. I don't Honestly, know if it still is, but it, Clapton had the best-selling live album. At all that time. time, it was. I don't know what it is oh, since okay. then, but if it had been surpassed, maybe they would have noted it since then. Wow. But yeah, 26 million copies of that were sold. Uh, 1965, this week, the House Committee on Un-American Activities began investigating what, John? On Un-American Activities? Yeah. 65? Yeah. Well, we're, we're past... Uh, McCarthy at that point. Right. This was the committee's first public investigation, which did not concern communism. Wait for it. Un-American activities. This is this will surprise you. And it shows that we have hope. I have hope for even in this current day. KKK? They, be, they began investigating the KKK. Wow. So even then they were like, you know what? This is probably really un-American. Yeah. This is not what we want to be known for. Let's stamp this out. Which is a big deal because that's only about 30 years post, like... Them having huge political influence. Right. A significant number of KKK members being members of Congress. Yeah. Yeah. And we hope we're not going back to that. Jeez Louise. Hopefully, please. A record amount was paid for a single work of art, John. This week, 1987. It was for one of Vincent Van Gogh's sunflowers, uh, which is not the one that I think of when I look at sunflowers. This looks like just sunflowers in a pot. He must have had a series. Uh, it sold for $39.9 million. Wow. This is 1987 money. This was back when, that's back when that's a lot, a of, lot money. of money. Right. Uh, it was a record at the We're time. We're all throwing that around. Here's now. my favorite part, the, sub, the subplot. There are some experts who now believe this piece was a fake. Wow. So it was probably a ripoff, and somebody paid $40 million for it. Mm. So uh, if you got $40 million and you're going to put it into a painting, right. dude, there's so much good you could do. I don't know. I mean, it's uh, fun to collect things, but dude. I do believe that art betters society. Like, So that's a hard thing. I think, I think beauty and art and is important. Yeah. A high value in art. What I mean that, but when it becomes like a hoity-toity thing right. of like just rich people passing it around and like, come look at my right. behind glass, and it's only rich people can see it. That's a weird, weird thing. It's well, like a self-aggrandizing kind of a thing. Yeah, I did read this great quote yesterday on my timeline, and I'd never read it before. And it said, "What did it say? Art is how we mark space. In other words, like are we mark our spaces with art? But music is how we mark time." Wow. I was like, that's really interesting. Huh. Like that. And I can't remember who said it. It's been quoted by a million people, but I think it was a philosopher, a French philosopher. It was Benjamin Franklin. It was, it, yeah. was Frank Zappa. No. <laughs> uh, but I, I think that's an interesting concept yeah. that we use art to kind of mark space and mm-hmm. mark out a space, but we mark time with music. That's one of the reasons it's such a, it literally is like this time capsule in our brains. We yeah. remember where we were. We can be taken back to a spot. You hear a song. Yeah. And uh Yeah. I think it's one of the reasons older people stop liking new music. We stop. We we close our gates a little right. bit because we stop making new memories. Really, right? We want we, to remember when we were 
nostalgia becomes addictive. Yeah. And it's a it's its own subculture, its own like prison cell in a way. We stop opening our minds to new things. Well, think about it, even the songs themselves in pop culture, at least in country as well. A lot of them are about nostalgia. Yeah, they're about remembering right. the way we were, especially you country music. It's, yeah, it's to send you back. Mm-hmm. So it's not just that the music does it; it's that even the content yeah. does it. I always think it's interesting too, like the little cottage industries in film music that pop up around certain artists. For instance, you can't do a Vietnam movie or TV show. If you if they are going to set the stage, they're going to have a Creedence, Creedence Clearwater song. Revival yeah. song of any gonna, kind. It's going to be Born on the Bayou. It's going to be Favorite Son yeah. or Fortunate Son. It's going to be one of those. And, it's gonna, and it takes you immediately. Yeah, this is it. This is We're it. in Vietnam now. It's so weird. And there's like no the, way they knew that that was... Gonna be I wonder the, when they, they knew it by some point. I know Forrest Gump, the scene when he's leaving for uh-huh. Vietnam, opens with Fortunate Son, and yeah. he's in a Huey. That's right. the other. That's the visual too. Right, so a Huey above the jungle. Yeah, someone hanging out the side and Credence playing, and yeah, you immediately go. Yeah, this is everything. You but know, it's the, been done to death, and yet we don't. We're not tired of it. No. It's such a trope now. But I don't know. Maybe that. Maybe they really were listening to Credence a lot in Vietnam. Could be March thirtieth. 1867, John. Alaska was purchased. Oh, yeah. U.S. buys Alaska from the Russians at the bargain price of how much per acre, John? Oh, per acre? Yeah. That's what it says here. Uh, a big, big piece of land here. Yeah, per acre? Uh-huh. I'm going to guess a quarter. Two cents. Okay, wow. Well, well. The purchase was supported and negotiated by the U.S. Secretary of State, William Seward, mm-hmm. and became known as what? Seward's Folly. By the critics at that time, Russia was eager to sell the territory, fearing that they would lose it anyway if a war broke out with the United Kingdom. So that's one of the reasons they were like, we got to get rid of this. We're going to yeah. lose it anyway. So let's just make some quick profit on it. So, and they gave away something bigger than Texas. And it's attached to Canada. Yeah. And yet we have it. Yeah. Because I have Canadian friends and they go, I don't know how you got Alaska. We don't know. <laughs> we sit and think about it at night. We don't know how you did it. <laughs> we're taking it back. What if Canada just... Just decided. To, I don't think they have the will. I don't think. Are you calling them out? They're so chill up there. Oh my god! They're just gosh. like, what's all this fighting about? <laughs> they don't understand. I think Johnny's taunting the Canadians to come take Alaska back. Yeah, yeah. And and come on down. Yeah, take it from our cold, dead, like really cold. Yeah, really cold. They have super cold hands. hands. Yeah, it's not going to work out. Okay, okay. We love you up there in America's attic. <laughs> I do. I want to go to Alaska. Yeah, no, I meant Canada. I was oh, I tease Canada, but they're great. I love Canada. You too. talk about I've some, been to Canada. Now listen, you talk about some bad food. I do. I, I do not love Canadian food. I love poutine. It's so it's, bland. Every everything is bland in Canada. A little cheese curd on a French fry with some gravy. Come on, man. They did get that right. Yeah, but that's like we every, wouldn't have put gravy on fries. They had to a, do that up. That's there. a very deep South thing, and to they're do. not huge people up there. No, they don't have like. Big, big people. We ate at the Canadian restaurant. In, what are they doing to work off this poutine? No, no kidding. And they're not, they're not getting as much sunlight as we are, right? So, I mean, or vitamin D warmth. deficiencies all over the place. And yet, Canada seems to be doing. They uh, seem to be doing pretty good. What's I don't wrong with us? I don't know. Anyway, we love you up there. Yeah. And uh, our neighbors to the north. John. America's attic. <laughs> America's hat was what I was going to say, but that <laughs> seemed. Reagan assassination attempt happened this week, 1981. Mm-hmm. U.S. President Reagan, James Brady, and two others are shot by John Hinckley, who was trying to impress. John, do you know his motive? 
Uh, yeah, was it Jodie Foster? Jodie Foster, yeah. whom he had developed with an obsession for after seeing the film Taxi Driver. Brady was left paralyzed from the gunshot wound to the head. He would die in 2014 due to causes directly related to the shooting. And that's where we get the Brady Bill, mm-hmm. right? So there was an immediate reaction, which we're kind of going through that as a nation again, where it's like we're, we're really quarreling, a lot of internal yeah. political strife. We're wrestling with the fact that we have so many mass shootings and like nobody wants to give an inch to the other side. Yeah. I feel like most people in the country want common sense reform, but nobody in the middle wants to speak up because we're afraid of being pulled to the left or right. right. You, know, you want to give a point to the other guy by saying, yeah, I think we should do yeah. something. So I think it's time for people who are sensible and in the middle need to have their voices heard. So that's how, that's my two cents on it. But uh, anyway, that was the 70-year-old Reagan was shot in the left lung with the bullet just missing his heart. So, I mean, that could have been the end. I yeah. mean, he was just a – he was new, newly president. It's a much bigger deal than they made at the time. Could have changed everything, yeah. too, because the Cold War, all of it would have taken a different trajectory. Because everyone was just like, oh, he's fine, and he was not. Like It, it, it was very yeah. close. Yeah. As he was being prepped for surgery, he joked to his wife, Nancy, honey, I forgot to duck. So even then, like, the guy's just right. – what a charismatic figure he was. He did have he – had, he had the presidential charisma. Even later, there's a great clip of one of his speeches, you know, a year after. And it's at one of the – I think it might have been at the Republican National Convention because it's one of those where there's a million balloons in the room. Mm-hmm. And a balloon just pops really loud, and the whole crowd just is startled. And then Reagan immediately says, you missed me. Wow. Like, the guy was just ready. Yeah. I don't know, man. He was very quick. Yeah. Uh, all right, John. Finally, I had this one loaded up for the end because uh, it's a weird one. Uh, and, and one of these people, like, I think we talk about in history, like, why isn't this a movie? Like, we did it uh, yeah. a couple weeks ago with Tank Girl. Yeah. Uh, you know, she joins the battle to avenge her dead husband she buys her own tank and joins the war yeah craziness yeah so here's one a titanic survivor charles light lightoller uh was born march of 1874 died in 1952 he was a british naval officer the second officer on the rms titanic when it sank uh so right into the captain during the evacuation of titanic uh lightoller took charge of loading the lifeboats lightoller stayed on board helping others escape as long as possible, and then dived into the water as the Titanic began its final plunge. So he was going to go down with the ship. He dove into the water. When he hit the water, he was then sucked under by water rushing into one of the ship's ventilators. So he was going to get just chopped to bits, basically, or just drowned by it being, by being pulled down. Mm-hmm. He was pinned against the grate by the pressure of the incoming water until a blast of hot air from an explosion from deep inside the ship blew him clear he then managed to swim to an overturned lifeboat with about 30 other people on it. He took charge, calming the other survivors, and was able to keep the overturned lifeboat from sinking until they could be rescued. He was the most senior member of the crew to survive the disaster, because I guess the captain wow. went down with the ship. Here's another interesting factoid about him, though, other than being saved by an explosion, which is really crazy you know, Hollywood stuff. Yeah. He had also interpreted the captain's order for the evacuation of women and children, air quotes, as meaning women and children only. So this resulted in him lowering lifeboats with empty seats if there were no women and children waiting to board them. Because he thought yep. only women and children instead of women and children first. He even ordered men out of the lifeboats, the lifeboats before lowering them. 
he had planned to fill the lifeboats at the water level, but soon they hit the. But as soon as they hit the water, the underfilled boats pulled away from the Titanic, costing many lives. So this guy, it's got a really complicated legacy. Wow. Because like he misheard a thing, which yeah, happens in thought, yeah. it's a battle. It's almost like a battle scenario. You're just hearing things and running sure. with it. You know, whatever the captain says, get out of the lifeboats. And then later he dives in head first to just be like give himself up or just like I'll survive if I survive. And then he almost dies. He gets blown free. What a weird. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, isn't that crazy? So uh, he was uh, also volunteered during the war, World War II Dunkirk evacuation. This guy needs a movie wow. where he piloted his own boat because that's what Dunkirk was all about, right? Yeah. It was a lot of civilian boats under enemy fire to rescue 127 British servicemen in a boat that was only licensed to carry 21 passengers. Unbelievable. This guy. Unbelievable. Yeah, where is the story? I, I'd be happy to play him if they Johnny, are looking for a... I'll write the screenplay. We need to get a GoFundMe together. Come on, GoFund us. Uh, yeah, Charles Lightoller. Wow. I'm telling you, he's a museum or something. Just make, sure guy. We're, just make sure we say his name right before we... Before I call him Chuck. Oh, Chuck. Chucky Lightoller. My goodness. Well, that's amazing. He, I feel like I learned a lot today. No, on, on, Especially on that talk about then. That was... Uh, we just want to be of service. That whole thing about not being an educational podcast, I don't know now. Mm-mm. I don't know. I mean, we looked a few things up. We'll find out. A, we'll find out next week. None of this was true. <laughs> it's made up. It's uh, great. Hey, uh, a couple things, though. We've got some more announcements coming, but for right now, uh, we've already said it once. But listen, if you'd like to go to our website. Uh, talk about that podcast.com. Then there you can click support up in the right hand. And for all of our patrons, you'll get an ad-free exclusive ad free RSS we still feed. need a couple of physical addresses for the patrons that we reached out to because i sent free gifts to all of our patrons yeah this month and i did not get physical addresses for a couple of you so if you're listening and you have not sent us your physical address uh please do that yeah. we, i'm probably in your junk folder somewhere because yeah. i reached out via email johnny at johnny w.com yeah j-o-n-n-i-e yeah. yeah so um but anyway we'd love to get you that free gift and uh as well as ad-free content. Yep. Ad-free content. And also, you should follow Johnny on Instagram, on Facebook, uh, anywhere, really. Friendster. Any- <laughs> Blogspot. Napster. Um, yeah, go check out Johnny W., man. Lots of cool stuff happening with him. He's all over the country right now. Buy, so. buy John's books, for the love of uh, Pete. Somebody buy at least one. Please. Amazon. I mean, Is that the retailer you want to send him to? You can just go to johndriver.com. Books a million? You can just go to johndriver.com. Spooks a million still a thing? Yeah. Barnes and Noble? Yeah, they're all they're out there. I thought that was all going to go under, but it's... Uh, well, but they've all made their now their online selling platforms. I see. Still think Amazon's... We're floating along. Yeah, Amazon's still... They pivoted, John. Is that what you would say? They, they, they're tr- yeah, they're trying. But there's yeah, there's still bookstores. People still want to go to bookstores. Yeah. So um, just not as, as many as they used to. So yeah. So yeah, check, check it out, man. Lots of cool stuff happening out there. Hey, we do want to just take one second and extend our prayers and our thoughts to the families and the victims uh, from the Covenant School shooting in Nashville that just devastated our, our city here. And uh, and so our prayers are, are with everyone involved. I know I know several people who know people, you know, because, I mean, this is this is close to home. So um, just a, an unspeakable yeah, tragedy. Yeah, it's totally, totally heartbreaking. And, uh, yeah, and it's, yeah, I really feel like... Uh, it's almost like everybody just holds their breath waiting for it to be their city. Yeah. You know, when you see these cities trending on Twitter 
and you're afraid to click because it's just the name of a city or the name of a mall or the name of an airport. And you're like, oh, no. And so it, it was our turn. And it's it's not great, man, the the state of affairs right now uh, in no. America. And uh, I really hope that something will be done. I really do. That's just my hope and my prayer. We can do what can be done and yeah. not just, you know, resign ourselves to outcomes. Outcomes. But I'm definitely not one of those people that says like, oh, stop saying prayers. Like we send prayers to the family. We, yeah. And obviously we, yeah, we're going to do what we can do. And we hope that change comes. We hope that humans figure this thing out. Because yeah. I mean, we figured out a lot of problems in this country over our history. And uh, we just hope that we have the, the will to, to get through this one because it's like, this is an untenable situation. It is. And, you know, and I think about just again, the, the, as we do that, and that's sort of what we talk about on this podcast. So I mean, there's, there are personal issues and there are systemic issues and they both need to be addressed. Right. You know, first and foremost, we think about those families. Secondly, obviously we want to protect people from this happening in the future. So, um, but, but we just want to extend our, our prayers yeah. and, um, yeah, take, 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 take that moment to tell them that we care about them. So, yeah. Well, listener, we sure have uh, enjoyed the time that we've had with you, and it means a lot to us that you're willing to do this each and every week, because, Johnny, Mm. we've been doing this a long time. Some would say too long. Well, no one said that. Some would say this has become untenable. (laughs) It's Johnny and I have never run out of things to talk about, and Mm. that's, that's always the question. So, But that being said, we're happy and open to suggestions of other topics. Yeah, we'd love it. So questions. We want, we want involvement from you guys, the listeners. We yeah. want to know what you want to hear us talk about. Yeah. Send us an email, let us know, and we'll have some additional ways for you to send us topics in, in the future. But for now, I hey, just reach out. You know, let us know what you want to hear about, and we can, uh, you know, wax as eloquently as you'd like. Yeah. Uh, or as ineloquently. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely do some of that. So, hey, thank you for that, and we look forward to hearing from you. We'll see you next week on Talk About That. two weeks old in an iron lung which is you know like a sealed oxygen unit um, fighting for my life I couldn't I couldn't breathe properly and apparently I didn't make a sound um, from the day I was born because my lungs were all messed up that's Martin Smith of Deliria sharing a personal testimony on The Walk a podcast for worshippers join us weekly to hear songwriters worship leaders filmmakers and other creatives tell stories in the form of a devotional The Walk can be found on lifeaudio.com or your favorite podcast platform